Welcome back to the Multi-Passionate Mompreneur Podcast, where we choose to focus our energy, embrace our strengths, and move toward the compelled businesswomen we were meant to be. It's time to free ourselves from the chaos and the constant stream of ideas and build a life of impact and joy that honors our hard stuff, that makes meaning of our losses, and that helps us to make an impact in the world. It's time to finally take our power back and gain the follow-through that we've been desperately needing while also learning to leave the swirl behind. I'm Angel McElhaney, motherless daughter, self-discovery junkie, and not-so-master juggler of my crazy crew. And I believe you can have it all. So put down that to-do list, grab that coffee, and let's get to work, one day at a time, together. Welcome back to this episode of Multi-Passionate Mompreneur. Today I have Rachel Ingham, and she is the host of She's Making an Impact podcast. She is a business and lead generation expert. She helps purpose-driven female entrepreneurs to drive more traffic leads and sales through Pinterest, blogging, and strategic use of automation. All those sound amazing, and I can't wait to hear more about your story, Rachel. Welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm really excited because I think that your story is so amazing, and Obviously, you have built this thing from literally your story starts with $400 in your checking account. Can you tell us more about that? Negative 400, actually. Oh, negative. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. um, So definitely in the red. Um, Yeah. So when I finished grad school, we moved to Florida. Um, My husband started his equestrian business and I couldn't find a job with my master's. Um, So we ended up just struggling financially and on food stamps and it was a hard, hard time. And I was a part of a network marketing company at the time. And I was like applying for jobs and everything. But in the back of my mind, I was like, I really don't want to get a job. Like I've never felt like I wanted to have a nine to five. I'm an entrepreneur through and through. And I had a baby at the time, um, my son. And I was like, I want to be here with him. Um, I don't want to put him in daycare all day. Like I want to be here to raise him. So I think like subconsciously, I was trying not to get a job so I could be home and grow my network marketing business. And I knew I had just like something was missing. I was doing all the things, but I was like having a missing part. And so there was a program that came out at the time and it was like $450 a month for a six month investment. And I remember going to my husband like in tears because I was a million dollars at the time for us. And I was like, I think I'm supposed to do this program. And he's so supportive and he's like, go for it. Um, so that program took us from earning like $20,000 a year to $100,000 a year in two years, um, which was amazing. We ended up moving to France Um, and that company restructured, my income was cut in half and I was left again thinking, huh, what am I going to do now? Um, so I started this business. She's making an impact, hired a mentor, um, and started teaching people what I had been able to do really, really well in that fitness business, which was utilize Pinterest for lead generation. Um, so in that fitness business, I built my email list to over 20,000 subscribers for free, um, with Pinterest. And that was all on autopilot. Um, that list is still growing and I haven't touched that business in like three years. Um, so yeah, here we are almost 4,000 students later in about three years. And it's been kind of a wild ride. Yeah, that's an amazing story. And I feel like the whole idea that that's happened in just three years is even more amazing. So I think that we need to almost slow down and back that train up so we can figure out how you did that. So, all right, you'd had negative 400. So how do you go from negative 400 to be able to afford this $450 program. So how good you- question. I <laughs> sold everything I could in our house. Um, so we ended up selling our car. We sold, um, shoot, we sold all of our bedroom furniture except for our bed, sold our dining room table, TV, Xbox, pretty much everything. Um, 
in order to be able to afford that program. And that's why when people tell me they want to do a program, but they can't afford it, I'm like, yes, you can. You're just choosing not to, or you're not doing it out of fear. Um, it's So Tony Robbins says, it's not a lack of resources that keeps us stuck. It's a lack of resourcefulness. And you can figure it out. It's just a matter of just asking yourself. So a lot of times we had the story in our head telling us like, I can't afford it. I can't afford it. What if you just rephrase that and said, how can I afford this? And then your brain is going to create like a million different things that you could do to create it. I made a list um, that I actually put up on my podcast of 50 different ways that you can earn $5,000. And so money is easy to make if you believe it. Well, and what happens is, is it makes it to where you just are going to make it happen. Like if you're selling all of that stuff in your house, you better believe that you're going to make the most of this program. You know, you're going to actually show up. You're going to like do the work. You're going to no it, doubt it do it. <laughs> I was like the best student. Anything she told me to do, I did it. Like I was all, all, all in literally. I know I mentioned this before we hopped on um, and then I was like, well, let me just record. So I actually found you back in, I think it was probably 2012, but it, how old your son? Cause then I can probably tell. He's seven. Okay. So you were putting him either, I think it was on your back. Like you're, I remember a story. So I was in a group cause I work a lot with Facebook group now. And I remember thinking one, I'm in this group and it's, I knew it was health and wellness, but I don't even know that I knew exactly what your, what you were selling, which I thought was genius. And number two, because you were just serving. And number yep. two, um, you were putting, you were showing your life. So your mother-in-law, I think, had sent you something to like hold the baby on your back. Yes. And I remember a video where you were showing us like, okay, here's how I'm supposed to do this. And it was like you were trying to put the baby on your back. Yep. Um, she might have even been in it. I don't know. But um, basically, you were showing a piece of, of your life, which I thought now looking back was totally smart, but I don't even know if you knew that, but basically you were just showing a piece of your life and letting people kind of have that little glimpse in that had nothing to do quote unquote with like making a sale. So I think that like authentic piece is huge. And then what's really cool is then I just kept seeing you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, eventually, you know, like you got to like look for the signs, like, you know, all of the, the things right in front of you. So, all right. So then you got the program and then you, and you obviously did really well with your network marketing company. Um, I actually did a network marketing company too, got to top 1%. They restructured. Oh, uh, yep. <laughs> now the difference it's a good, is- It's a good introduction to entrepreneurship. So I'm so grateful for that. But then I realized after the company restructured and my income was cut in half that I need to be a real entrepreneur and be in charge of everything that I'm creating and really in charge of how much I earn because I was working harder than ever in that business and my income was still going down. Well, and that's the amazing part is that I feel like you really made it to where you were the brand versus wearing this product. And I feel like I'm embarrassed to say like I was the product. Mm -hmm. And so this shift of being able to make really, then if you pivot, it's not going to crack the the house of cards isn't going to crash down because it's you, you know, it's Mm -hmm. not like this, any one product or company. So then you have more control. So then you use Pinterest. And so if someone's starting out and they're like, okay, how do I even begin when it comes to Pinterest? What advice would you have for that that person? Or maybe they're overwhelmed. Think about a squirrel. (laughs) Squirrel. Um, (laughs) 
So understand your audience, who it is that you're trying to attract and what it is that they're looking for. Because Pinterest is a search engine. So when you're on the platform, you want to create content that your ideal client is searching for. So you show up. And so we use something called long tail keywords, which is essentially just a short phrase. So instead of, I'll give you an example of what I did in my fitness business. Instead of just using the word like weight loss, when I would upload a pin, it would be really strategic. I would create content about intermittent fasting and I would create, use the long tail keyword intermittent fasting for women because it's really niched down. It's really specific. And when people would search for intermittent fasting for women, I would show up at the very top. And, and, so, and does it matter where you have your blog from? Like, or is there one that's better for it to be searchable? Because clearly you're very searchable when it comes to your blog. And, and I think obviously that helps for when you put it in Pinterest or does that matter? So in terms of like hosting, like WordPress, you mean? Yeah. Like basically, um, I didn't, you know, you hear a lot of stuff like for SEO or different things like that, you should do mm -hmm. certain ones or does that matter when it comes to Pinterest? I would always use WordPress just so you own it. You control the experience. Um, it's just the, the best platform out there. Okay. And then, um, and then how do, where do you put in these? Um, is that basically when you put up a page, it will automatically populate, um, like the numbers and different things like that after the page and you're going in and you're changing that. Is that so how it works for the long tail thing? Okay. So <laughs> yeah. So you can do it a few ways. When you upload a pin to Pinterest, you can just connect it to the URL of that blog post. Okay. And then you create a pin description. And so that pin description is where you're going to use those long tail keywords. And you're also going to make sure that pin description is conversational. So we know like the keyword that we want to use, we're not just going to like keyword stuff and just use that over and over again. Um, we're talking to humans because humans are the ones that are searching for it. So, um, for the example of the intermittent fasting for women, the pin description that I create might sound something like this. Have you ever heard of intermittent fasting? Did you know that as a woman, you can actually get started with intermittent fasting? In this post, I'll share with you my top three tips to get started with intermittent fasting for women. Repin and come grab my free intermittent fasting for women guide. That's awesome. And I noticed you said intermittent fasting a lot. And is that for SEO or so it pops up more? Yeah. So it pops up more. There's, there's quite a different, there's a few different strategies that you could use when it comes to keywords. So you, I would just make sure you're using it at least once in that, in that pin description. Um, and just making sure the most important thing is that it's specific. And so when you go to Pinterest and you go to the search bar, you can start typing. And when I start typing intermittent, it's going to like auto populate what people are actually searching for on the platform. So I'll be able to see the most specific search term, intermittent fasting for women, intermittent fasting schedule, intermittent fasting, um, 16, eight. And so we just want to make sure that we're using that most specific keyword. That's so smart. And then is there a certain way that we go about driving traffic to the Pinterest page or are you just hoping that it comes up into that search bar? Like, do you do anything else with it? If you wanted to, what you could do is email your list and let them know that you created a new blog post. And I would just share the link to the blog post and also share the link to the pin. So if you want to pin it for later, here's the, that URL. That's smart. And then do you think it's different for, I know in my, in my Facebook community, I kind of put out like that I was going to talk to you, like what questions do you have? And one of them was how to market effectively if you have a brick and mortar versus just an online. Are so those different? 
It doesn't change so much. I would still make sure that you're creating content. Content is king. And a lot of times when people have like a product-based business or a brick and mortar, they think they don't need to create content. But here's the deal. I'll give you an example. When I was searching for someone who does, um, uh, what's it called? It's like fa fascia massage therapy, um, a specific kind of massage therapy near me. So I was Googling that and up came a blog post that this fascial massage therapist created about how she got into doing that specific kind of massage. And so I read that post and immediately called her and said, can I schedule an appointment? Because she already had built trust with me from that content that she created. Well, and she connected with you and it exactly. wasn't just throwing information. I think that's super smart. Yep. Right. And then is there, I've heard that there is this thing now to where if we have video or um, things like that, like even, or even repurposing like a headliner from our podcast or maybe even um, a video clip or a reel, like repurposing it onto Pinterest, that videos are doing well. Do you find that to be true? Or, yes. Okay. Videos are doing well. Um, so with Pinterest, it's kind of like Facebook ads. Like you just test a whole bunch of stuff to see what's actually going to convert. I would definitely test out video pins. I would test out animated pins. And the new thing is story pins. But the only thing about story pins, so what we've done is just repurposed our Instagram story um, story thing, whatever you call it, that we, uh, we just put that on Pinterest. The thing about those though is it, you can't click through to your website from them. So it kind of defeats the whole purpose of Pinterest, which is getting traffic. So as of this point, like Pinterest always comes out with something where they're like, we're trying to be a social media platform, but we're really a search engine. And it's like, they try to do something and then it disappears. So they tried like Pinterest communities and that, that went away. So we'll see if it stays. Um, but definitely video pins, animated pins. I would test those out for sure. Awesome. Okay. And then one other thing we were wondering is, does it doesn't does it matter what time of day? And that probably goes with the testing thing, right? Or depending on what exactly you're searching or have you found that that matters? Test for sure. Tailwind is the Pinterest scheduling app that I use and recommend. And it'll actually tell you when you schedule a pin, it'll let you know you should schedule at this time, this time, and this time. It, so it like basically says like, based on your account, we suggest that you pin at these specific times. And so you can just basically click on it to say, yep, sure. I'll schedule it at this time that you recommend for me. Awesome. Okay. And then is there any other tips you think that we need for a beginner for Pinterest? And it probably, it sounds like you need to be consistent and you need to keep creating because that's going to mm -hmm. definitely win. And I've even seen that with myself, like I'll pin and then I'll, I'll kind of like slack off <laughs> and then it'll kind of all fall apart but is there a certain formula or amount of times of pinning that is like the sweet spot of doing enough to where it keeps building or that you have found that you guys use so you want to make sure you're pinning at least five times a day um up to 25 times would be like the max I would say that you need to. And again, you're scheduling this out so you're not just sitting there pinning because <laughs> that would be so tedious and annoying. Um, and as for like a tipping point, it's hard to say because every account is different. Um, so I can't say like, just do this for three months and then you'll never have to pin again. Cause I don't think that's, <laughs> that's not good advice because you want it to keep growing. Um, so I would just, pin consistently and you could always outsource this. So like we do Pinterest management, there's other people that do Pinterest management and you could have someone that knows what they're doing, take over your account. 
And then do you do, um, should we have a separate business page or in a personal page? Does it hurt us or help us if it's just all together? You could have it together, but you want to make sure that it's a business account and that all of your personal boards are just kept secret. Oh, that's smart. Cause I did realize like I was getting my hair done. So I was in there like searching a bunch of pins and I didn't yeah. realize which account I was on. And so now I have all these hair, like it's recommending all these hairstyles and I keep having, you know, the little, pi the picture at the top, Yep, like it's all like different hair. <laughs> so, uh. so I'm like, oh great. So now it looks like I am some sort of hair aficionado or something or well, just go in and start pinning a bunch of stuff for your business and there then, you go. then you're good all right sounds good I really love all of these tips and I feel like your story is so empowering and I feel like a lot of people are having trouble just starting do you have any advice for just getting into action I know that you have what is it a membership site or a group what is it that you do um, with that because I know that I've seen a lot of your coaching in your in your group and that really this has went beyond just that that person I saw like on your video where you would do the exercises with the babies to you know I think you're using them as a weight <laughs> to yes. to kind of transforming into this blog which seems like then you had this huge brand that's kind of developing to now you are actually making an impact I saw where you are using this to even I think what are you guys doing making a school or something yeah. Um, so this past month, actually, we were able to feed 100 families in Senegal for an entire month um, and bring some soccer balls and jerseys to some communities just so the kids could have some stuff to play because they love soccer over there. Um, and the goal when we move there next year is to be able to build a school right now, since we're going, like my husband is there right now, he's been there for two months and I miss him. He's coming back next week. Um, so as we're going back and forth, it's more like short term, they need food immediately because they've really been struggling with, um, COVID and not being able to go into the capital city to work. So we're doing like short term aid relief with food, um, deliveries and yeah, when we're there permanently, it'll be awesome. I love that. And I love that you're able to take something that seemingly seemed as like, oh, I'm just kind of working from home, trying to like feed my own family to now literally making an impact uh, on, uh, globally, you know, to the world. Mm -hmm. So do you have any mindset tips or strategies maybe for people who are kind of stuck in this, you know, they're, they're having those limiting beliefs on money or maybe even beliefs in themselves just so they will get into that action phase so that we can see where, where, what, what they're meant to do in the world even, or make it bigger than themselves? Um, biggest thing I would say, one, have a mentor. So hire a business coach or join a coaching program or something where you have someone that's pouring into you. Um, don't lone wolf it. Oh my gosh, that's the worst thing that you could do. And it'll take you like a million times longer to get there. So you pay for speed and it's so worth it. Um, Focus on growing yourself and your leadership, your personal development. If you can attend events um, to really focus on growing. And the biggest thing I would say is get out of your own head and just take action. A lot of times we think it has to be 100% perfect. And I always say done is better than perfect and take messy action because you'll get clarity through taking action. So a lot of times they're like, well, I'm not sure about my niche. I'm not sure about this. Just start moving. And as you start talking to people and you start doing market research, you'll figure it out. And you'll get clear through taking that action, but you can't think your way there. 
I love that because I feel like so many of us are kind of in the swirl of ideas and yeah. we almost even like I've held it before where I'm almost like mad when someone else does the thing that I've been thinking about, but it's like, I've just thought about it. Like I haven't mm-hmm. even went and tried it. So I think that is excellent advice and I can't wait to see more about what, what you're doing. Cause clearly it has been pretty amazing so far. So how can we find you if we want to connect? Um, I know you have a podcast, a social community, um, community on Facebook. Can you tell us more about that? Yeah. So we have our podcast, the She's Making an Impact podcast. And then our Facebook group is just, if you search She's Making an Impact, you'll find it there. And then if you want to learn more about Pinterest, you can attend our free workshop. Just go to freepinterestclass.com. I love all of that. And I think that this is so much bigger than, yes, finding the, getting all the email subscribers, building the Pinterest and all that tech and even learning all the SEO and all the things that you do that help us. I think that's all amazing. Um, But it really is kind of seeing that bigger picture that like, what would happen if you would just do the thing? Yeah, I just, I love it. And I love this sense of community that kind of happens. And I think that that's even seen in just kind of the way that I found you, you know, so I think that People need people to get through this hard stuff. And I love what you're doing out in the world too. So um, I'm looking forward to hearing that episode that you mentioned about the 50 ways to make, what was it? $5,000. Yep. So go check it out guys. And I just want to leave you with this little thought. You are capable, you are strong, and you can do the hard stuff. Wishing you joy and abundance, Angel. Hey mama, if you found value in today's show or you learned something new, Take a second to screenshot this episode, share it over into your IG stories, and tag me. I love hearing what you're thinking of the show, and I would love it if you would take the time to review and share. It really is better when we are together. I hope that you enjoyed this episode, and I can't wait to see you over in the Multi-Passionate Mompreneur group. I'm so excited about our Facebook Growth Hacks Challenge that's coming up. We are going to up your engagement. We are actually going to double it in just five days, and I can't wait to see what happens when people actually see the impact that you can create. It really is all about connection. All right, guys, see you over there.